Coming to you from the Morningstar Mission sponsored studio, this is Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, Boom Crew, I know you love it, guys, big time. Yep, we're going to be talking here in just a moment with Victor Ektorov. If you don't know that name, boy, you need to. We've checked in with him a couple times. He's the director of Far East Broadcasting in Eurasia, which covers both Russia and Ukraine. Yeah, he's, they've got such a strategic ministry. Let's catch you up a little bit. When we've had him in here in the past, they've, they've been pulling lines. Remember that, guys, where they've been pulling lines, literally pulling cable through war zones yes. to get yes. radio transmitters up and going. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. It's a big deal. Yeah. Unbelievable. And currently, uh, we saw a YouTube video of two of their broadcasters in Kiev that are broadcasting. They share a common wall with a military outpost, which is a dangerous common wall to have. It really is. But they are doing an amazing job. Young kids, just fireballs for Christ, just sharing the gospel. I saw that video, and I'm like, wow, this is so cool. But we're going to be getting victory in here because we've got an opportunity and a half here. So when we get these updates, one thing that he's always been so faithful to do is to uh, update on us what he what he asked us to pray for last time, which, Jonathan, you caught that. He does that so consistently. Why did that strike you so much? Well, it just makes me excited because, you know, he comes in and then he tells us what we can be praying for. But so often you don't get the opportunity to hear the results of those prayers. And so he remembers what he asked us to pray for on the last couple of times. And when he comes back and he says, hey, I asked you to pray for this and this is how God moved in it. And it's so cool because it's just like, wow, okay, I can see God's hand moving now. And it spurs me on to want to pray even more. So we've got not only some report backs that are going to be coming your way, and we wanted you to hear this, guys, not only some report backs, but a call to action that is so doable. And by Friday, I promise you this, we're going to have an update on this. But coming up, Dr. Victor Aktorov with us here. Hang on, guys. Buckle up. No energy? No problem. We have all the energy you need and more. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We have a special guest with us this morning. He's checked in a couple times, Dr. Viktor Oktorov. He leads FEBC Far East Broadcasting Ministry in Russia and Ukraine. Good morning, Viktor. It's so good to have you back with us this morning. It's so good to be here. Oh, man. Okay, uh, get us updated. For those that don't know, if you're new to the crew, you need to know that Viktor... When we say leading Far East Broadcasting Ministry to Russia and Ukraine, we're talking about broadcast radio into Russia and Ukraine. Give us the lay of the land. How many people are reached? How many stations do you oversee? And then we'll get into some of the cool updates. Sure. Well, we were kind. I'm kind kind of overseeing the whole Eurasia area, which is also Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan. Uh, oh, in wow. Kyrgyzstan, we have six stations now. It's a Muslim country. And in Russia, we don't have any stations, but we are reaching about 12 million people uh, online, which is remarkable, especially yes. for, for the time like this. And in Ukraine, we, we are reaching millions of people uh, online, plus we have seven stations. Plus, um, um, the number seven station is, is the station in Kiev. And I asked uh, you guys to, to pray for, for, for this station, and, and you did. And we had very little hope for for the station to be granted to us, and uh, and it was it was a temporary kind of license until the new year. And then I ask you to pray again, so they they you know when time comes, um, they they give us more time to broadcast. 
And even before we had uh, we had uh, to apply, they said, you are doing so well, we'll give you another year. So we are good until <laughs> the next the next October. So wow. uh, uh, thank you. Thank you for praying. Something something uh, good is happening when you guys in Chicago oh, pray for ACBC. Well, you know, I think that's because our folks, for some reason, I think, first off, they're listening on radio and they can only imagine what it would be like to be in the Ukraine right now or Russia listening on radio or listening online. So that's a big part of it. But, yeah, we've got some committed Jesus followers. By the way, Boom Crew, coming up here in a moment. We are unafraid to raise money for this strategic ministry, and we're going to go after it again. Because, Victor, give us the update here. Uh, Putin has begun to bomb in retaliation for the bridge that was blown up that connected Crimea to the Russian mainland. It's crazy, quick, but not to get political here, but this is a man that has routinely bombed school children's uh, housing and elderly people's convalescent care homes. And yet he's now retaliating for the blowing up of a bridge in an attempt to shut down military supply lines. So we know it's crazy. But what's happened with radio in Kiev now that they have got, come under the assault of drones and other rockets and missiles? Yeah, yeah. You you, you mentioned the, the schools and everything. Um, our uh, main Bible broadcaster, um, Sergei, he, he went to the site where they bombed uh, the local university, the local park. Next, next to the main University of Kiev, wow. I spent so 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 many hours there, just 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 hanging out with friends, having meetings and and stuff like that. It is painful to see huge craters next next to the children's playgrounds, and it is it is amazing uh, how ugly the war is. And um, as as I've been saying, Putin is doing kind of pre-evangelistic work for us. So people are. So ready to talk about oh, real wow. things that are going uh, on in their lives, and, and people are talking about um, what they are afraid of. Uh, people are talking about life and death. That's their questions. That's what they are asking us uh, already. We don't have to start the conversation somewhere and then come to Jesus. The, uh, Jesus is there in the very beginning of the conversation, and it is it is amazing to see how how many people are responding. I mentioned to you before that we uh, had to double uh, double the number of our counselors now in Ukraine. And counselors are those people who are receiving the calls from the listeners. And I, I was talking to, uh, to the new um, counselors uh, yesterday, and just uh, they were sharing a little bit about themselves, their lives. We were just swapping stories. And it's amazing to see uh, what kind of the caliber of people that God is bringing to FABC. This, this is amazing. I never knew that there are so many Christian counselors in Ukraine. They've been working for different organizations like UN-sponsored um, hotlines, but they are Christians. They always wanted to share Jesus because every every psychologist, if if there are any psychologists listening, they know you come, uh, you come to a point where you understand you cannot help this person, but you have to share Jesus. Yes. And it is frustrating for a Christian Christian uh, counselors who who cannot share Jesus with with people, and and now they can, and they've been telling me amazing stories of listeners who are becoming Christians as, as they minister to them. Dr. Victor Oktarov, our guest right now. Now, you posted, uh, your team posted a, a video on your Facebook page of a couple of your morning show hosts, Igor and Ina, I believe, who were mm -hmm. broadcasting in Kiev uh, when this, when it was attacked. Can you share a little bit about this story? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were just doing their morning show, and um, I, I think they have a little more energy even uh, than you guys do uh, in your morning show. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, but okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I got to yeah, meet well, these kids. You're in the, in, the, in, the, in the same league there, so uh, yeah, yeah. They and they are having having a, a lot of fun uh, doing and doing the morning show. And uh, early on, we we decided when the war started, we decided that we're not gonna be just somber people reflecting uh, and kind of mirroring and the pain that the people are going through. We gonna be encouraging. We want to bring Jesus into the situation and and be uplifting. And and they are. And as they were doing the show on the day before yesterday, when the huge bombing started, it was it was scary. Uh, the lights went uh, on and off. The show was on and off, and they heard the bombs exploding outside the studio. And um, uh, our studios are connected wall to wall with the military campground there, and and we are always kind of praying for them uh, so they are not attacked. And it is it is a real possibility that the building will be blown up in, in any minute. And, and they are broadcasting from there. And Carl, you mentioned those are kids and they're in their 20s, early 30s, just loving Jesus, just, just yeah. bringing, uh, bringing people to Christ and, uh, and risking their lives doing that every day. And, you know, we, we're saying this and this is becoming almost, almost casual. Our people are risking their lives, sharing yeah, they the are. love of Jesus Christ. They are. I can't imagine, Victor, and I'm an adventurer, but I cannot imagine the spiritual adventure and the turmoil of a soul to think. And think about this, Ali. They share a common wall with the military quarters, which makes them a natural byproduct target. Sure. And there's no way around it. Mm. Victor, I, w- I want our folks to help. And we've got generous people here, Victor. Uh, but let's get specific. What do you need money for right now in the Ukraine slash Russia to reach into this fertile mission field right now? What do you need? Well, uh, one one thing we need is a new transmitter in Kyiv, uh, Ukraine. Kyiv is a big city, about five million potential listeners. We got this license, which is a miracle. We we got it um, continued until the next uh, year, and uh, and we do need a transmitter, and we have a transmitter in mind. We are using cheap one, uh, Ukrainian one. It, it is doing an okay job. We need a Canadian yeah. one um, uh, for uh, for us to be able to reach millions of people. How much? Is, how much is millions. that thing? I want to get. I want to get actual dollars. How much is the product, and how much to get it installed? The whole enchilada. I don't have any idea. How much is that? That's about twenty four thousand dollars. Oh no, we got that covered, guys. Boom crew, that is so within our reach. Let's go knock this out. Uh, this is how we're going to do it. We have no tote board in front of us here, but we got a link for you to go to, and I'm asking you to go right now. I'm asking for, I'm asking for fifty of you to go online right now and give twenty four thousand dollars. Who's going to get the antenna and get it located there? Are you kidding me? That's that's a bargain. Wow. Let's go do wow. ministry right now. I'm asking you to sacrificially give right now. Grab up this link. This is the link to get to the FEBC website where you can give. Just text the word WAR to 312-274-9624. W-A-R, WAR, 312-274-9624. Victor, I want to ask you to do something really special, but I want you to pray in your heart language right now. Even though we won't understand, we'll hear the amen at the end. But I'm asking you to pray right now that God would direct people by the power of the Spirit 
to give as they feel led by the Lord, no more, no less, and that this would be used powerfully for a spiritual awakening in Ukraine and Russia. Would you pray? Let's pray. Господь, мы благодарим Тебя за то, что Ты наш Бог, сильный, крепкий, могущественный. Я прошу Тебя, чтобы Ты говорил сегодня к сердцам, Господи, каждому из тех, кто слушает. И пусть они станут частью этого служения во имя Иисуса Христа. Аминь. Аминь. Victor, always an encouragement to have you in here, my man. Okay, Boom Crew, you want it? We got to get 24K together. And here's what's cool. God's going to bring it in. We got a link right now. Just text the word war to 312-274-9624. Just text the word war. Thank you, Victor, for letting us be a part, my man. Your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, I don't know how you get this award, but this is quite the award. What if you were to be the third doctor of peacemaking at Westminster College? And you might say, okay, well, third doctor of peacemaking at Westminster College, that's quite a thing. Mm -hmm. But what if the first one was Mother Teresa and the second one was Bishop Desmond Tutu? (laughs) And we've got the third one. In studio with us right now. Yes, his name is Dr. Raleigh Washington, (laughs) and he is one of the speakers at this year's Missions Week at Moody Bible Institute. But before we get to that, we got to hear the explanation of this third doctor of peacemaking. (laughs) How'd that happen, Doc? Well, Glenn K. Ryan, who's with the Lord now, uh, was my partner in ministry. I was pastor of Rock Church in Chicago, and our partner was Circle Urban Ministries. Glenn K. Ryan was there, and... uh, in 15 years, we really got to know each other, got to understand things about black and white. We had quadruple meetings. Uh, the church was 65% black, 35% white. And uh, in those years, we developed eight principles of reconciliation, wrote a book called Breaking Down Walls, published by Moody Press. And uh, it won the gold medallion for excellence. And uh, uh, the people at Westminster after a year of doing that, said, uh, this book is really touching things that need to be touched. And we went there, and they awarded Glenn and myself uh, the Doctor of Peacemaking. And we were third recipients following Mother Teresa and Bishop Desmond Tutu. What an amazing thing. Absolutely. It's such a privilege to have you here. Well, we kind of set this up in a fun way here. Dr. Washington, by the way, is the CEO of The Road to Jerusalem. It's a ministry reconciling Jewish and non-Jewish believers, and that kind of sets us up for John 17. I take it away, Doc. You've got a perspective on the unity prayer of Jesus that I have, frankly, never heard, and it's often missed. Well, The Road to Jerusalem is a ministry of reconciliation, and right now my daughter Petra is really running with that ministry. I am on the board, still very much involved with the ministry. But John 17 is really a foundational passage for us, as well as Ephesians 2. And the reason is because uh, as a pastor, I preached John 17 numerous times. I preached it as generic unity in the body of Christ, and that's right. But that is not really, I think, the priority of that prayer because there's some specificity in the prayer that's often missed. Verses 20 and 21, he says, uh, I do not pray for these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word. Well, it's key to understand the definition of these and those. And the, these were, were Jewish disciples. Jewish apostles. It was, it was Jesus' posse. I mean, it yep. was, they were all Jewish. But those 
are the people who would believe in Jesus because of the word preached by those, that is the gospel. So those really were Gentiles. Salvation is from the Jews. Uh, Jesus came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, gave them the gospel, and they gave the gospel to the Jews. And so these are Jewish, those are Gentiles. And then he prays, Father, I pray that they would all be one. These and those would be one. Notice he gives a model for that oneness. Father, as I, I'm in you, you and me, and they're in us. That's the model of the oneness. He says that the world may believe that you sent me. Who's the world? All unbelievers, both Jew and Gentile. Hmm. Jesus is literally saying, if there's a manifest oneness in relationship between Jews who believe in Jesus and Gentiles who believe in Jesus, and they manifest a oneness, when the world sees that, the world will say, my word, this Jesus is the Messiah. Coach McCartney and I call that the greatest harvest ever. Wow. Now, when you talk about, you have a ministry that focuses on reconciliation between Jewish and non-Jewish believers, which assumes that there's a divide. Yes. Explain. Certainly. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15 really unveils that. The Bible only refers to people of the Bible in two categories, Jews and Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Ephesians 2, verse 14 says, he is our peace. That's Jesus. He's our shalom who broke down the barrier of the dividing wall of hostility between the two groups. How did he do that with his work on Calvary? The first purpose for the cross was redemption. We destroyed the enmity between man and God so we can have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. But the second purpose was to destroy the enmity between two groups, Jew and Gentile, so that in himself he might make the two into one new humanity, thus establishing peace. And so that one new humanity, some calls it the one new man. I love one new humanity as the NIV describes it because Allie creates ladies and everybody in it. One new humanity. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. One new humanity. Notice this now, verse 15, thus establishing peace. There's a priority and there's a purpose here. He's saying when we understand that as Jewish believers and Gentile believers, and when we manifest relationships and really stand together as one, as the Lord intended, the world will see that and say, my word, Jesus Messiah. If that happens, that to me is the greatest harvest ever because the manifest relationship between Jew and Gentile causes the world to open their eyes and see that Jesus indeed is the Messiah. How vital is this for the the coming of the King of Kings? It is ultra, ultra vital, Carl. I'll tell you why. Jesus desperately wanted people to know that he wasn't about himself. He wanted people to know that he was sent by the Father. He says he was sent by the Father. In the Gospels and Acts, how many times do you think that Jesus is quoted as saying he was sent by the Father? Ten times, 20 times, 52 times it was said. Why? Because that was so important. But the apex of those 52 times is in John 17, because he's saying if there's Jew and Gentile are come together as one, the world will believe that you sent me. That's the greatest harvest ever. And now it says, uh, uh, Ephesians 2 drives that home by yes. saying, thus establishing peace. The definition of peace in verse 15 of the second chapter of Ephesians is a state of national tranquility. Hmm. So what Paul is saying clearly, his second purpose for the gospel, Jew and Gentile as one, 
greatest harvest ever, but also God himself will create as a result of that peace that will give tranquility. So the unity that confirms Jesus' deity is a unity of Jew and Gentile. Absolutely. Apex, no if and buts about it. So let's wrestle with this coming up. Now, when you say the word reconciliation in this country, most people, their mind does not jump to the reconciliation that's needed between Jew and Gentile. Their mind is going to jump somewhere else. But you propose that if we reconcile Jewish and non-Jewish believers, everything else like those shirt buttons lines up. Let's dive into that coming up with our guest, Dr. Raleigh Washington. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings got a special guest with us right now, Missions Week. We're featuring some of the speakers, Dr. Raleigh Washington. He's the president and CEO of The Road to Jerusalem, which reconciles. It's a ministry that focuses on the reconciliation of Jewish and non-Jewish believers. And when you say the word reconciliation in this country, most people are going to their mind is going to go to what? Uh, Black and white. That's it. And and I know that because Glenn K. Ryan, who is white and I'm black, we wrote a book that won the gold medallion. uh, And it was all about uh, reconciliation between black Black and white. Okay. Uh, and it was really uh, probably two or three years after I, I wrote that book that I, that I understand things were even greater than that. I spoke at a pastor's conference in Atlanta, 40,000 pastors, the largest gathering of evangelical pastors ever. Hmm. And I did the reconciliation message. And yes. It was black and white. And at the end of the message, Glenn and I did a you know, black and white thing together, applying, <laughs> apl- applying that message. Yeah. And man, it was a great thing to do. Fast forward now, eight months later, we were back in there doing a men's conference with Promise Keepers because I was part of Promise Keepers, and there were about 40,000 men. But a rabbi, Messianic rabbi by the name of Robert Solomon said, he demanded to see Coach and myself. We went to see him, and he said, Coach and Raleigh, I was there in February when you guys, man, called everyone down. You gave the reconciliation message to Raleigh, and then they called down all of the uh, minority passes, and we came down. There were about 3,000 of us, and, and it was powerful. I had tears in my eyes. It was something like I'd never experienced before. But Coach and Raleigh, you forgot about us. We said, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> he said, we are Jewish, Jewish. descendants of the Jewish Savior Jesus, and you forgot about us. Oof. Coach looked at me and said, Raleigh, you vice president of reconciliation at that time, Find out who they are and what we're supposed to do. That started us on a sojourn to understand who the Jewish believer was in the body of Christ. Mm. And we learned that dynamic, and all of a sudden it realized that, hey, this is huge. This is big. Uh, You know, as you mentioned earlier, if you button up a shirt that buttons up and down and you start in the middle, that shirt will be lopsided. You know, young boys and old men yeah. do that all the time. All the so time. All the time. Young boys <laughs> and old men do that all the time. Hey, yeah, you got a button be. off there. Yeah. But if you start with the top button, every other button and buttonhole falls in line. Yeah. For God's shirt of reconciliation, the top button is the matter of Jew and Gentile, one and Messiah. He says, and in Scripture, if you get that one right, Every other button and buttonhole will fall in line. Black and white, man, brown, red and yellow, all of those issues. I think even Democrats and Republicans, those issues will come in line. Mm. His promise is you'll have a state of national tranquility if you understand my priority, Jew and Gentile. Why? He commanded it, John 14, a new commandment I give you that you love one another. 
He prayed for it, John 17. I pray that these and those would be one. He went to the cross and he died for, for it, it, Ephesians 2. Yeah. So this oneness, and what was the focus? The top button, God's chosen people, Jew and Gentile, one and Messiah. Okay, Raleigh, why are we so divided? And what does the Spirit of God need to do to have reconciliation at the top button on down? Why are we so divided? Uh, Carl, uh, I'm writing a book now that's in draft form. Title of that book is one word. Subtitle, The Answer to the, the Cure for the Pandemic of Hurt, Hatred, and Hostility is one word. You know what that one word is? I'm ready for it. Relationship. Mm. Relationship. Yeah. You see, it's the answer for the struggles we have. We have false narratives. We're living in a dangerous times. Yeah. Well, there are false narratives. There are organizations that's, that's, that's dividing us. Uh, the whole works. There's a, a, a theory, a critical theory, that basically says, all white people are racist. That's right out of the pit of hell. That's not true. It's a false narrative. People are saying that there are uh, multiple genders. No, God made male and female. That's a false narrative. Amen. And these false narratives, that's what's dividing us because they're not being dealt with to the degree that they need to be by the church pastors. They don't want to deal with it because they don't want to get canceled out. They don't want, you know, it's a difficulty. So, man, I would say, pastors, if you hear me, we got to address those issues, what, with the voice of truth, which is the word of God. We must apply them. Why? All false narratives are made up of lies. Where do lies come from? The father of lies. Yeah. And so what do we apply to them? We apply the truth. See, Jesus, I mean, Satan started in the garden, gave a false narrative. Adam and Eve believed it, the result, the fall of mankind. He tried the same thing in the wilderness with Jesus, but yes, it did, did not happen. Yeah. He didn't use his power. He didn't use his authority. All he said is, it is written. He used the word of God. So we have massive divisions throughout our nation today like never before because of more than anything else, false narratives. So how do we destroy false narrative? With the word of God, with truth. And if we destroy those false narratives, it will bring about reconciliation. And if you're going to come back in reconciliation, what's the top button? Jew and Gentile, one and Messiah. That's a promise of peace. I didn't. I, I thought you'd have an answer to my question. I didn't know it'd be that powerful. <laughs> my goodness, Dr. Raleigh Whoa, Washington. If you want this link uh, for the Missions Week, there's a live stream for some of the sessions. Uh, just text the word missions happening all week long here at Moody Bible Institute, but you can take in some of it from home. Uh, text missions to 312 274 9624. Just text the word missions. Our guest today again, Dr. Raleigh Washington. Doctor, would you pray right now? Because I, I am a big believer that without prayer in the engine room, this stuff doesn't happen. I would agree with you. Yeah. I love Chicago. I love Moody. But I love reconciliation. Yeah. Let's pray. Mm -hmm. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we pause and come to you because you are Lord of all. Jesus, we thank you for your example. You have been given all power and all authority in heaven and earth. You only need to say the word, and it's a done deal. Lord, uh, we are living in a very divided. Division is toxic. Man, the marriages are divided. Families mm. are divided. The church mm. is divided. But, Lord, we can bring that together with yeah. the power of relationship, with the power of oneness. 
So, Father, I pray that uh, this conference that Moody is having will ignite a fire of relationship and revival that will heal the toxic division and make us one. Lord, you have the power. Say it. Pastors, mm-hmm. we have the authority. We have the pulpits. Let us preach oneness in the name of Jesus Christ so we can heal the toxic division through relationship that comes through Jesus Christ our Lord. I pray all of this with thanksgiving mm-hmm. and the powerful and majestic name of Yeshua, Jesus, mm-hmm. the Messiah. Amen and amen. 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 Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. All right, guys, here we go. It is the second hour here this morning. Hope you're off to a great morning here. It's going to warm up over the next few days. I can't wait for that. Ooh, Nelly, it's going to be beautiful around here. My goodness. Can't wait is right. It got way too cold too fast. For yeah, me. it did. It got cold <laughs> fast. But it's we've got a big warm-up this weekend. What's uh, Super Die, you going to go to the dunes? Ooh, going to the dunes? Oh, oh probably. Yeah. You got to I mean, go. it has to be this is it. 20 degrees before I stop going to the it's dunes. It's your last chance. Really? Oh, this yeah. right uh, now or in this weekend? No, I mean, just temperature-wise, I, I go to the dunes even into the winter. If it's Jeez, a nice wow. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, wow. what, what do you do? Pitch a tent out there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just love walking across the, the shoreline, especially the Riverwalk area. There's like a big pier that you can walk out, but it's just beautiful. And then you can kind of get that snow and the water coming in and the crust and the ice breaking Man. a little bit. Wow. Beautiful in the water. Still gorgeous. She painted such a great picture. I yeah, that's now we're going to go. So we're going to shut her down. We're going to head that way right <laughs> See now. See at the dunes. All right. If anybody right. wants to join us out there, we'll have Carl and crew Come t-shirts. How fun Aww. would it be to be live, like, outside in the... Yeah, that would be nice. I don't know. It depends on how with the temperature is. No, oh, I'm all for good. it. Yeah. Bundle up. Tomorrow in the 70? You better yeah. put some sunscreen on. Really? Yeah, well, not not now, I guess. I I don't want to do a live broadcast from a beach right now. I don't feel like that would be a very pleasant experience. <laughs> okay, quick poll. If you could broadcast live from any anywhere. place, anywhere oh. in the world, Carl, where would you do Carl and crew live from? The moon. <laughs> for everybody else. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. The moon. Wow. If I could. Yeah. Okay. I'd, go, I'd go there in a heartbeat. That's awesome. Go. Jonathan, where would you broadcast live from? Oh, man, the top of Mount Everest. Ooh, really? That'd be fun. Would I have enough air to do it? Well, Probably this is not. Assuming all technical things could could work in our favor. Yeah, and, all, and there was no obstacles that way. All right, then yeah, top, top of, of Mount Everest. Everest. Cool. Got to do it. Super die. I obviously beach water, something with water. Turks and Caicos. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Turks and Caicos. You've been watching those commercials again. Sure. Haven't you? <laughs> Got my timeshare. How about you, Ellie? You know, I think it would be fun to broadcast live from the top of a mountain. I do think that would yeah, be Yeah, really right? Cool. What or a the, cool Or scene. the bottom of the Grand Canyon. That I did think of the Grand well, Canyon as well. Like the bottom of bottom the Grand Canyon. Bottom of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> so Let's just look. go to Death Valley. What's oh, Death Valley? Wow. <laughs> I've heard of it. Where is it? You're looking at me with so much judgment. In your no, eyes. I'm not judging you. <laughs> I'm exercising judgment. Uh, I'm assessing uh, what's going on. You know where class. Death Valley is. <laughs> Is it in Arizona? Keep going. Nevada? Keep going. New Mexico? Where is it? <laughs> you don't know? 
I think it's in California. <laughs> I don't know where it's at. Yeah, it's right on the cusp of California there. Edge, right? Yeah, it's California. I know it's a national park. Yeah. A quick text poll. You got any suggestions for us? Where would be the place you would want us to broadcast live from? Your backyard? <laughs> Give us some suggestions. Exactly. Text only for this one. 312-274-9624. Fun yeah, to think about. I do want to know about that. What what where would you like us to do this? And it can't be your backyard. Well, it could be. It could be. That'd be a fun contest. How fun would I that mean, be? You'd have to be okay with us waking you up with a bunch of shouting. Early in the morning. Have Carl and crew broadcast from your backyard. Yeah. Enter to win. You'd have Chris Seagard. You'd, you'd have Chris Seagard at your home at 3 a.m. running right? wires yeah. through the living room. Police yeah. are coming for noise complaints. Excuse me. Move over there. He's so great. He would, you would, would just, just have to yeah. provide us with some uh, coffee and tea. Yeah. That's all. And the use of your backyard. Easy peasy. All right. Are we getting some feedback in? Let's go live on this thing right now. Gravel roads. East outside of Geneva. This is a, oh, they it's want us place. to broadcast from Galena, Illinois. Okay. Oh, it's very beautiful there. The lakefront. From and, gravel roads? I no, guess. Galena. Is very Maybe that's a specific place. They said Illinois gravel roads east outside Galena. That's so specific. Yeah. But that would be awesome. Lakefront Drive and Broadway on a Mississippi river boat. That would be awesome. Oh, that would historic. be fun. Mount what Sinai? do you say? Text us. What's your suggestion? Where would you like to see us broadcast live from? 312-274-9624. Just give us a text. Ooh, it's, Israel. That'd be yes. fun. Well, that's going to happen. What? Yeah. You're taking us to Israel? Well, I'm going to be broadcasting be from broadcast. there in January. Oh, yeah. yeah. So a little yeah. heads up. That's actually coming. We don't all get to go, but Carl will be broadcasting well, I'm gonna live take from Israel. I'm going to take everyone there. I'm gonna, you're going to... I'm going to try to paint such a good picture that you feel like you're there. Ah, uh, thank you. Nice. I'm going to start wailing at a wall <laughs> on air. Broadcasting live from the wailing Great. wall? Great. <laughs> I'm going to try to. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm going to try to. That's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, coming up, we'll take your uh, text messages on this. Uh, where in the, what's the question? Where would you <laughs> like to see us broadcast live from? Just give us, it could be crazy. It could be doable. But what do you say? What location would you like to see us broadcast Carlin Crew Mornings live from someday? 312-274-9624. Also coming up here, uh, do you have a tail dragger? Do you have a tail dragger? That's all I want to know. Do you have a tail dragger? Now, I'm not asking you, are you feeling like your dragon tail this morning? <laughs> do you have a tail dragger? And if you don't, we got one for you. What's that mean? You're about to find out. This is Casting Crowns, the power of the cross. Eiffel Tower, Niagara Falls. Ooh, it's yes. going off the falls. No, let's Coming see. back to you in a minute, 30 seconds. Uh. <laughs> Boom Crew, celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. We don't have any calls from anyone with a tail dragger yet. If you got a tail dragger, give us a call, 312-274-9624. But we've got someone on hold that I think does here. This is an important little piece of equipment. They are used around the globe to share the gospel. Let's see if our guest has one here. David Holston, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, Carl. Good to be with you guys. It's good to have you. You got a tail dragger? You know, see, so you're going to be, you're probably a little bit disappointed in this. Oh, MAF no. used to have a lot of tail draggers, but we gave one of our last ones to Moody Aviation. And the problem is they're not made by the, the companies we use that manufacture a lot of the aircraft we have. They're not, they're not made as frequently anymore. But, um, 
and we just oh, lost no. David. Okay, oh, while we're working okay. on getting them back, can you give us what is a tail? Can you tell us? It's what a bush it- plane that has uh, the wheel in the back. It's oh, got the okay. wheel in the back. So if you look at the tail of the plane, it's got a wheel back there, and it's used for um, by these bush pilots to uh, get around the globe. We'll get David Holston back on the horn here. He's the president of Moody Aviation Fellowship, which we're featuring this week during Missions Week. So let's work to get reconnected with him. We are. So yeah, I'm still looking for this guy or gal with a tail dragger. If you own one, 312-274-9624. Going deeper in our relationship with Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. We're going from boats to airplanes here. We got <laughs> David Holston back on the horn. Are you with us, David? I'm back here. All right. All right. We're missions week here at Moody. So give us a little vision here. You, you have a passion for flying, right? Come on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I get to be a part of leading Mission Aviation Fellowship and uh, we're here at, at Moody today, and we'll be showing our documentary Into the Earth tonight to uh, the students on campus. So I'm really excited about that. For those who aren't familiar with uh, Mission Aviation, talk about the need for it. What is it, and why is it necessary? Yeah, so uh, Mission Aviation Fellowship, we call it MAF uh, for short, is a ministry that's been around now for 77 years. And uh, many of our pilots and mechanics actually received their training from uh, Moody Aviation. I'm a a graduate of that program. And uh, a lot of people forget that there continues to be just some incredibly isolated parts of the world. And that's really where we're focused. We our vision to see isolated people change by the love of Christ, and uh, we do that by taking airplanes into hard-to-reach places. We work alongside of missionaries, a lot of other um, uh, NGOs, government entities to really use the plane to connect people to the resources that, that they need and to get them where they need to go. And uh, so we're in multiple places around the world doing this. It's a pretty special ministry to be a part of. Coming up here in a moment, David, I want you to give us a story, my man. Uh, Let's hear how these things are being used powerfully. Just one example of that that's coming up. David Holston, president of Moody Aviation Fellowship. Some of you maybe need a little bit of a vision for what in the world God can do with airplanes and is doing. I mean, the gospel's gone out in large part due to the fact that we've gotten planes in the air loaded with missionaries, doing a lot of medevacs, but really getting the gospel out. If you remember... Uh, Jim Elliott and uh, the Aka Indians. I mean, that was all because of planes that were able to get, reach those remote areas. And they're still in the air today. Hang on. Stories from the air and the ground coming up. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, guys, here we go. We've got uh, David Holston, Mission Aviation Fellowship president of it since 2018 all right my man come on give it to us what's the favorite story you have of bush planes being used to reach people with the gospel yeah i remember a couple of uh well it's probably been about five years ago when i was uh serving in indonesia i had the privilege of along with a number of other uh, mf pilots of being able to fly in a completed Bible translation for a people group who had been working on a translation of the entire Bible over the course of 40 years. And it had taken that long 
to have both the Old and the New Testament fully translated, a work that had been led by a single uh, missionary woman from Scotland, along with, uh, she participated with uh, translators from within the village as well. And after decades of effort, I got to be one of those pilots that, uh, you know, flew loads of Bibles into this village for a celebration. And it was an amazing experience as we, as we lined up on final and were landing on this airstrip that was surrounded by mountains that, to- that towered above it. There was uh, smoke coming up from all of these celebratory fires where they were cooking hundreds of pigs in celebration of it. And uh, we landed, the, the, the individuals in the village were in their, their uh, like tribal uh, war paint to celebrate it. And we just got to be there for just the sacred time of dedicating that new Bible uh, to the Lord. And it was something that I will never forget for the rest of my life to be a part of that, those flights. That's awesome. Unbelievable. David, we thank you so much for being a part of this incredibly strategic ministry. And Boom Crew, you're listening to a man that's going to be on campus here and speaking at this conference. If you haven't gotten a link yet for this thing, we've got it for you. Just text the word missions to 312 Nine six two four. That's the link. You can see the lineup, the speakers, the different agencies and organizations that are being featured, including Mission Aviation Fellowship. Just text the word missions to 312-274-9624. Who sings this song? Lee Greenway. He had this song and proud to be an American. That was it, right? Yeah. Ooh, Ellie knows her stuff. That's the only songs I know from Lee Greenwood. (laughs) Is that all we got? That's all we got. That's all I got for you. I was was just starting to jam. (laughs) You want to get like the whole thing? Allie was, she had her head bobbing back and I mean, forth. She that swaying. might be a slight exaggeration, but it was it was kind of uh, melodic. It was a nice little It's very story. melodic. Give us a little bit of that again, I guess. All right. I'll have the full thing for you later. We'll, we'll just I get a taste. around so many dogs, I can't do a good dog howl. I want to go. You got a dog howl for me? It's pretty good. That was actually really good. And there that song ends again. Just drops it off. (laughs) You're done. (laughs) Want to go home? You're home. Oh, man. We're here. (laughs) Let me, let me, I've I've used this illustration before, but it's an important one. There's There's a way to get down a river that is better than any other. And I'm talking about a river that's not like rushing crazy river, but a pretty lazy river. But you want to make headway getting down the river. You got to get into the swift water. And the way I learned this was on a retreat with a bunch of uh, crazy folks from our church staff in Alaska. We took, I think it was at that time, I forget how many were there, 20, 30, 40 folks, something like that. So we had several rafts and in typical fashion, it turned into a raft race okay. on the second day. And it's like nobody really said, let's have a race. It just kind of started. Sure. And you know how those things go. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 
And pretty quick, it's like, all right, all right. And I realized something right away. There's no way. Our worship leader, Lee Hudson, he has arms. His, his wingspan, he's 6'5"-ish. Six, he's six, and so his wingspan, he had big old arms, so he could get on those oars. And I mean, he could row. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to beat him sheer strength here. No way. So I soon discovered that you can row like crazy and not make headway. But when you get into that swift water, you get that boat situated in the swift water. Man, you can make headway downriver. Does every river have swift? Yeah. And then that is just the place where it flows a little bit more quickly. Is yeah. That, that's- yeah. Yeah. It's in the heart of the stream. And okay. when it's so it's when it's winding through the woods, like little Susitin is that we drifted on, it's it's kind of tricky to stay in it. But the the effort you expend is not effort to I got to get somewhere. It's mm-hmm. a I've got to move into the point where the river runs the quickest. OK. That's the way it is with your mission in life. When you hit that sweet spot, that swift water, where God has designed you, made you look out. So coming up here in a moment, I'm going to do something live on air. I'm going to walk the team through a two-step process and begin to formulate. You guys got pen and paper? Yes. I do. Yep. Okay, so we got pen and paper. We're ready to go. And if you've got pen and paper at home, I want you to work this with me. Yep, we're going to do it live on air. We're going to come up with mission statements right here. Nice. You guys ready to roll with this one? Sure. sure. Because you know what? For missions week, we need to have personal mission statements. You know, that makes a lot of sense. That's what I thought. (laughs) Want to put faces to their names? Just follow Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget, that's Carl with a K. It's Carlin Crew Mornings here. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to work this exercise and we're going to start it now. Now, this is the first time ever we've done personal mission statement discovery on air live. So this is a big deal. It's time. So let me give you mine. Mine, I exist to inspire a spiritual awakening within the church that reaches the world. So here's what's beautiful about a personal mission statement. And I need you to hear this right now. Very few people have their life honed down like this. But the ones who do, ironically, are in the pages of Scripture. King Josiah, the Apostle Paul, Jesus himself. You find these great men and women of faith all throughout the Scripture. They knew why God had them here, and they were going after it, just going after it. So I exist to inspire a spiritual revolution within the church that reaches the world. So you can, you can feel two things inside my personal mission statement. One is my passion, and second thing is my gifting. And so I want you to think about, and we're going to come up here in a minute and a half, so I want you guys, we're going to do this live right now, so the whole team here is going to work on this. If you could identify a aspect or area of life that you want to see fixed, it breaks your heart. You want to see this thing. You want to see God working in this. For some people, it's uh, super. I might even be teeing you up here. It's orphans, right? Right. And on. it's like right on. okay. So I'm 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 helping super <laughs> die right now. Yeah. So it's it's like orphans. And but here's the kicker. So whatever that area is. So I'm a churchman at heart, right? I want I want to see the church on fire. And I then you combine it with your gifting. So I want you to if you're doing this at home, I want you to write down what what gets your heart beaten. 
I mean, what gets you so amped up that it's like, I've got to fix this. This is something that needs to be addressed. And then the second question is, what are the spiritual gifts that God has given me? So Young Thunder, for sure, teaching, yeah. right? Yeah. No question about it. That's right. I get excited for you guys just <laughs> thinking about this, get giddy about this. So coming up here, I'm going to ask the team, what's that area that's just like, man, if I could do anything the rest of my life, if I could focus in this next season, in this area, it would be this. And combined with my gifting, what is my gifting? Then we'll begin to take that next step into formulating a personal mission statement. It's a lot of fun. Hope you're playing along at home. <laughs> in 90 seconds, we'll take the next step. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. This is something that I've put in the seven resolutions, and you can actually find it if you've got a book sitting at home on page 152 and 153. So there's some cheat notes for you here. But when we are thinking about missions week here, one of the most awesome things that we can ever do in this life, and this is one of my great joys, is helping people discover what is the mission statement that God has etched on your heart. So if you take what issue gets your heart beating fast, what do you most want to see helped in this world? What's the big problem that you want to solve? What's the solution you want to provide? That's one bucket. It fits into that passion. Then you look at gifting. How have you seen God lift up people through your life? How? What gift has he used? How specifically was I used to lift people up? And what do I offer people that would be lacking without me? If you get those kind of things answered, you get passion and then you get gifting. All right, so let's go through it here, guys. Uh, Young Thunder, I'm going to start with you. Passion. Okay. Uh, passion. Is this any kind of passion? Is it? This is a passion for, let me go through this again. What yeah. issue gets your heart beating fast? Okay. What do you most want to see helped and lifted? What problem do you want to solve? What solution do you want to provide? I, I want to provide a solution for the uh, difficulty in understanding what the word means. Really? Yeah. I, I, that, that one, I think, touches my heart the most because I know how difficult it is to understand the word at a moment's glance and, and just, you know, reading through it. There's a lot that is confusing sometimes. So and when you see people getting confused, you're like, man, I want to help solve that. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, that dovetails beautifully with your spiritual gift, right? Yeah. yeah. So you want to have biblical literacy go up. Yes. You want to get people fired up about the word of God. Yes. And you want to use your teaching gift to help make it happen. That's right. I want you to begin putting keywords down on paper that even turn into phrases that might form a mission statement. Hmm. that uses punchy, short little phrases. Okay. And we'll start putting that together. All right, Super Die, let's go to you, sister. Uh, an area of passion. You hit it. Uh, orphans. Orphans. Yes. By the way, that's what that's... James called real religion, right, guys? Oh, yeah. All right. Care for widows and orphans. No question about it. Spiritual gifts. What are yours, Super Die? Mercy, compassion. Yep. No <laughs> doubt. I mean, come on. She works with me still. So we know she's got mercy and <laughs> compassion. No, in all seriousness, I mean, it's just, you, and it oozes out of you. So I want you to begin to put phrases together around that. By the way, this is huge, Super Die. Yeah. 
Do you know how this will impact how you operate instead of you going, well, I should go to church and hand out bulletins? Maybe you get a little more focused than that. True. You know what I mean? No, you're right. Right. I mean, come on. Just imagine this. All right, Allie. Take it away, sister. Okay, what was the first part? I can't again? wait I'm to hear this. I'm over here taking some notes. <laughs> so it's identify your passion. What issue gets your heart beating fast? What problem do you want to solve? What solution do you want to provide? Okay, so the first part, the first thing that comes to mind is I have a passion to make the gospel specifically really clear for for those who have been in church for a long time. But That's they're great. But wow, still are kind of confused about what it really means to be saved. That's one thing. And then the second thing that I find myself really passionate about is getting more of the body engaged. So where the the body of Christ is really functioning and meeting the needs of other people, um, where people are empowered and equipped to kind of serve each other. So it's not so much just top down. Those that's powerful. That's powerful. Okay. Gifting, Allie, what is your gifting? Um, as best I can tell, I think there's I have a knowledge slash teaching gift somewhere in there, and then also giving. Yeah, you clearly have, I think, that knowledge slash teaching gift clearly there. Giving, explain that for someone listening to you that doesn't know you personally. Um, you know, a, a spiritual gift of giving, I'm reading this right off of the, the resource sheet that we've given out to you, which uh, don't worry, I'll give you the keyword here. Yeah. Members with the gift of giving give freely and joyfully to the work and mission of the body. Cheerfulness and liberality are characteristics of individuals with this gift. Um, I enjoy giving. I enjoy when there's opportunities to to give, and so it's something that brings me joy. And I know that that's a gift. That's, that in of itself is a gift. Giving things away, giving money away is not something that I feel that feels hard to do. Somebody out there is going, I wish I had that gift. <laughs> but isn't that sweet? It, now I mean, and it's a spiritual gift. It's a sweet thing. And we've all been called to give, but mm-hmm. when you have a spiritual gift of giving, you find you don't find any tension in that at all, right. do you? Right. There's joy in it. That is really sweet. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. coming up here, what we're going to do is I'm going to I'm going to ask you guys right now to work on trying to meld these together, the passion and the gifting. And Allie, you've kind of got a two different approaches. So just pick one. Okay. And try to meld those together into a statement. Now, it can be longer when you start off sometimes. When you're working on a mission statement, give yourself a break on this one. You don't have to have it by 7 a.m. Okay? You don't have to have it by <laughs> Thank 7 a.m. And I appreciate it. But we're starting to take steps toward it. And then we're going to talk about the benefit of this, why it's so incredibly valuable. All right, we're going to tackle this one coming up. I'm going to go to a song because it's two-minute, you know, spot okay. set here isn't going to work. We're going to work on this a little bit. If you have the time and space right now and you can sit down and do this with us, do it. Yeah, do it right now. What is that area of passion that God's put in your heart? That thing that God's placed there, it's like, man, and how cool is this? We've just heard from our whole team here. Yeah. Just beautiful stuff, guys. So what is that area of passion? Again, defined by that issue that gets your heart beating fast. I think that's one of the best ways to define it. What gets your heart beating fast? You go, I want to see this addressed. And then what is the spiritual gift that God's given you? 
put those two together and look out. Now, we do have a resource. Let's give that out right yeah, now. Yeah, I mentioned this. This is a good place to start, the Spiritual Gifts Survey. This is uh, by Lifeway, but we've used it a, a number of times. Just text the word GIFTS, G-I-F-T-S, to 312-274-9624. Text the word GIFTS, G-I-F-T-S, to 312-274-9624. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Well, it's Missions Week, so I had to do this. Got to try to get the team here on board, and uh, we're doing, this is great. You guys are just awesome at this. We're coming up with personal mission statements today, and this isn't something that you go out and dream up. It's really a combination of a passion that God's put in your heart combined with the spiritual gifting that you have. And you don't need to question some of these passions that God's put in your heart. When you find an issue that gets your heart beating fast, a people that you want to help the most, a big problem you want to solve, a solution you want to provide, man, now you're on a path. Then you combine that with the spiritual gifting that God's given you. And I'll tell you what it gives you. For me, I exist to inspire a spiritual revolution within the church that reaches the world. Boom Crew, can you understand how that puts my booty in the seat every morning? That's why this fits hand in glove. And this allows me to say yes to things, and it allows me to know what to say no to. I said uh, I got an invite here on an email yesterday to go do something for a great organization, but it's not in my wheelhouse. And I responded back, you know what? That's not in my focus and calling that God's given me. But thank you so much for the invitation. Isn't it awesome when you know what to say yes to and what to say no to? Yeah, yeah. because it's it's it can be tough. Yeah. Because you can have a lot of opportunities come your way to do any number of things. And it, it can be tempting to just grab at all anything just to kind of stay busy for the Lord. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you go to church and you hear a message on everybody needs to be serving here somewhere, but you find yourself plugging into a place that isn't your passion nor your gifting, but you combine those together and you get a bigger yes. Okay, we're going to do it. Let's take a stab. What's your uh, first shot? And by the way, this can be rough. You're going to want to add punchy words, descriptive adjectives, things that give it a little punch so that you can memorize it. But what do you have, yeah. Young Thunder? Uh, yeah, for me, I wrote, God has made me to make his word clear to others through teaching and interpersonal connection. Powerful. Wow, that's do you, great. Do you see how that can, I mean, guide and direct yeah. where you go in the future? Absolutely. How you operate? 100%. It's so cool. Super die. what do you say? Oops, helps to put my mic on. Sorry about that. Uh, mine, I wrote, I exist to help spread the unconditional saving message of God's love, especially to those who have been made to feel unlovable. Wow. Okay. <laughs> just, That's good stuff. See how this is working? Yeah. That's amazing. All right, Allie, give it a go. Mine is a little rougher. That's okay. <laughs> um, helping others discover the transforming truth of the gospel and engaging the body in loving service toward one another. Ooh, I got to I got to home no, that that's in. No, that's great. That's good. Yeah. That first, is really good. Yeah. What I what I want to see you incorporate in is your gifting into that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and get that yeah. worked in because that's paramount. But okay. this is killer. We're going to probably tackle this in the eight o'clock hour again, kind of. And so they're going to take off from where they are and take it a little bit deeper. But do you see the value in oh, this? Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cool.
Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.